Three, two, one. Clap my ass right, like cool. a drum. Now we're back, folks. Um, <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you know. When Emma says clap my know. ass like a drum, it's when you know That's it's podcast you know. time. Speaking of asses and assholes, I would like to <laughs> put before the Midnight Society today um, a story about a customer that I had. A it's six forty-five p.m., but we will allow it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so two weeks prior to recording on a Saturday, um, early in the morning, before noon on a Saturday. Oh my god. Uh, it, it it was pretty busy at the place that I work, and we're just, you know, living our lives, vibing, making stuff, and this couple comes in, um, and the woman has this purse. It's like a floral, like, diaper bag-looking purse, and she's, like, got it hoisted, and she's there with her, with her partner, and they come in, and they, the first thing they do is ask my coworker, hey, um, what kind of coffee do you guys have here? And my coworker's like, well, these are the coffees that we have. And these are the sizes in ounces of that coffee. And she goes, mm, mm-hmm. And what sizes do you have those in, in ounces? And I looked over at my coworker and I was like, hello. <laughs> and long-sufferingly, my coworker went over everything again. And um, the husband in the relationship goes... Uh, yeah, I'll have a, you know, 16-ounce dark roast or whatever. And the wife goes, hmm, that's a lot of coffee. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> so I'm, like, standing Wrong, over by the but... espresso machine preparing to do something if they want me to do something. And my coworker goes, um, okay, so do you want any, like, cream or sugar in that? And this is... Oh, no. The, the wife gets a look on her face, and she goes, so where special people we do this thing called bulletproof coffee are you fucking kidding me bulletproof coffee are people still doing that you're not ready jeff Jeff, you're not ready she reaches into her purse oh no and pulls out she brought her own butter sticks of butter holy shit wait wait so 16 ounces is too much coffee but she's gonna put an entire stick of butter in it she pulled out yeah she pulled out two sticks of butter and set them on the counter in front of my coworker. What the hell? Like, can, you, can you blend these into my coffee, please? What the fuck? Is bulletproof coffee just putting butter in your coffee? Yes. I yes. did it for a little while in like 2016, I want to say. Uh, this... You're not supposed to use that much, though, even if you are doing it. Like, it's like a tablespoon tops. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, I've done a tablespoon or so of butter in my coffee if I've, like, run out of creamer or whatever. Yeah. and I'm It tastes so okay. Terrible. It it's tastes fine. All it right. does the same thing that cream does. It neutralizes the acid in the coffee, and it makes it a lot yeah. more pleasant to drink. You definitely need to give it a little mix-up, because it will sit on the top. You've the got milk. to do an awful lot with it, yeah. <laughs> but, anyway, I would like stick? to continue. Yeah, oh, yeah. Out of her not, purse. not done yet. She just God. pulled him out of her purse, you know, wrapped in the wax paper or whatever, but just floating loose in her purse, I guess. Um... And she's like, okay, so blend one of these. I'm sorry, free ball and butter. Continue. <laughs> she's like, can you blend one of these into my into my husband's coffee? And then can you blend one with a double shot of espresso and then just enough water to fill 16 ounces? What? Uh, what? So she's doing like a bulletproof Americano, basically. Oh, my it's God. It's not even going to be that hot because like. Yeah, that's so much water. 
that's so much water and we don't you even might like, not even melt all the butter with that right I don't sorry know. continue we well it did it did melt okay. the butter just fine what so we hell? have we only have two blenders so not only did we have to blend someone's butter in our machine, now both of our machines are coated with grease. Yeah. And she's like, they're standing there the whole time. They haven't paid for anything. And they're just standing there watching this process go on. And they're watching my poor coworker fumble with the blender. And then the lid pops off the blender because no. of all the jostling from the butter. So now the, the, the like shield for the freaking blender is like coated in grease and coffee oh my and God. they're just standing at the counter and there's someone in line behind them and i was like hey like loudly i was like hey this might take a while so do you want to give me your order and then after this conversation i have with the other person where i start their drink i'm like i we ring them out and they keep standing there and she's like oh we should move there's someone behind us and the husband's like oh is there and it's like yes i had a conversation with oh them oh my god they left in the group chat i it was like uh can we just not do this anymore i thought my coworker was going to tell them no but so two things uh, yeah should have two things one if somebody does do that in a similar situation here's what you can tell them Sorry, it's against health code for us to use like ingredients yeah. that That's somebody brings in. Literally, yeah. what I said in the group chat. I literally immediately after this all went down, I was like, "It's our equipment. We don't know where that butter's been or what it's been through. It was floating loose in her purse. Isn't that against health code?" Yeah. Yes. And they're like, "Oh, we talked to a health inspector, and they said it was fine." And I guarantee you, I the customer you, said but that. I'm pretty sure. I can no, the guarantee. Health person said that. <laughs> I guarantee you what ha the conversation that must have happened was, hey, if someone brings butter from home and they want to put it in their coffee, is that okay? Instead of, you know, clarifying that this was going into our blender that we used on other people's drinks, I'm pretty sure that the health yeah. inspector was probably just like, oh, they just want to cut a p slice of butter off and put it in their coffee at the counter with everyone. That's not what we're talking about, sir. Yeah. We're not talking about putting coconut oil in your coffee. We're talking about using the company blender to blend a stick of purse butter yeah. into a coffee. Um, so it's, and it's, I did I try just, and bring that up, and and our owner did eventually um, concede to saying that we could say that. And I know that it's true, and you right. all know that it's true. But they're acting like I'm somehow incorrect. So you're, I'm a little you're bit not. You're that. not. Um, Honestly. All of that aside, though, I am just in awe of the butter to coffee ratio that that has to produce. Yeah, that's disgusting. That can't be pleasant oh, to yeah. drink, right? Is that is that you're where drinking the... a cup of butter at that point? Yeah, is that where the asshole part of the story comes in? Because yeah, because it's gonna be shooting out of it. God, yeah, you think yeah, regular yeah. coffee <laughs> makes you take a dump? <laughs> wait until you see this. Stuff. Just wait till you try a whole <laughs> stick of butter coffee. Back to Casual Obsession, the horror movie podcast where we talk about horror movies. Long time no see. It's been a, a wonderful little month off. Um, I know we've probably missed. I've missed this. I hope everyone else missed this a little no. bit at least too. Uh, nobody else missed this, nobody. but it's nice to be back anyway. Noah's forcing us um, all to do this again. Yeah. 
Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> uh, it's nice to have everyone. Nina, say it's nice to have everyone. Hi, uh, hi guys. Jeff, say it's nice to say it's, it's nice to be here. It is nice to be here. Emma, Emma. Somebody call the police. He's got me locked in a, <laughs> in the trunk. Of so anyway, we're the really three of happy us to are have really happy here. to be here. <laughs> the three of us are very happy. <laughs> There um, never was today. a fourth host. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's that picture of Stalin. <laughs> with the guy photoshopped out. You mean a picture of Stalin alone, excuse me. Yes, the picture of Stalin alone that never had anything else. <laughs> so what what movie are we talking about, Noah? <laughs> so today we're uh, we're watching P2. I have typed this thing's name as PT probably about 700 times now. No, that's but, the PlayStation uh, is... Horror demo. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. R.I.P. Wasn't that where the first Silent Hill game was? Um, yeah, it was so supposed to be. It was supposed to be a Silent Hill game by, like, Hideo Kojima, but then it got canceled. Bummer. Yep. Big bummer. Honestly, I gotta be honest, though, I feel like having it live on as this unattainable game where instead we get to have, like, this really amazing demo and just imagine how much better it could have been. Yeah. Probably is better than what it would it's have been. It's like Firefly. It was silent. Really, though, yeah. You know? Yeah. Just like Firefly. It's way better that we didn't get more of it. Way we better anyway. that we didn't. Unlike P2, where we got maybe too much. <laughs> I don't think we got too much. So Wait, here, here's the I thing about like P2, right? About the correct amount. <laughs> I feel like this is actually one of the perfect examples of what I've talked about with the early 2000s digital boom because this was this director's first time directing. Mm, Twas. And what? it like, it it's a great example of somebody had an idea and because things were cheaper than using film, they were able to do it. Now, granted, they had a $3.5 million budget. Um, so at least the color grading wasn't ugly. Like sure. that's a first, but of Noah, the digital era. Yeah. What is this movie but, about? Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, so this movie. Um, now stop me if you've heard this before on ATM. Because <laughs> yeah, I was going to talk about thing. ATM a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> I think ATM borrows a lot from this movie. <laughs> I think so. So this is this is a movie that takes place on Christmas Eve. So this is a Christmas horror movie for those of you. Who it's another like. Christmas horror movie. It, and it's not even like a stretch like American Psycho. This is on Christmas Eve. Oh my God, is American so, Psycho a there's, Christmas There's movie? a Santa costume. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, he shit. wears antlers at one point. Yeah. I know what I'm watching this Christmas. Batman yeah, Begins. So. <laughs> <laughs> Another secret Christmas movie. So not this even movie a opens up on, oh, what's her name? Angela, right? Yes. Yes. Angela, who's, uh, she's working in a business um, business. And they are doing a lot of business there. So yeah, you much can tell business. because she throws around some words and percentages. She does and say mentions some things. Millions of dollars. She carries papers at um, one point, I believe. Got no idea what this business place is, but they are very businessy. So hey, more power to them. And she is there late on Christmas Eve, uh, much to the disappointment of her family, who are calling her saying, "I can't believe you're missing Christmas again." For business, and she's like, "No." I swear, I'm not going to miss Christmas for business again. And, you know, she gets ready to leave. She says her goodbyes to the security guard. But then her car just won't start. So she Classic. then makes her way to uh, everyone's favorite spot, the so much bigger than I expected to be security office. And sure. 
she runs into Thomas, who's like, oh, why would you bother calling a cab when I could simply um, charge your car? Ha ha ha. Oh, turns out it didn't need that. Well, that's okay. You can go call the cab, I guess. Or you could stay with me. Ha 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 ha. Wouldn't that be funny? Ha ha ha. Uh, which is, honestly, I made it sound really awkward. It is more awkward than that in the it movie. It is actually more awkward than that it's when he awkward. says it. Yeah. He's um, like, why don't you come hang out with me? Ha ha. Just kidding. Unless. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I Tom have to is... go see my family. Tom is at this point, if just kidding, unless was a person. Yes. Literally. That's him at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But, you know, as as the movie continues, we I'm going to fast forward now because it's not spoily time yet. Um, She ends up getting trapped in the building, misses her cab, and is then kidnapped by Tom. I know. We didn't see it coming. <gasps> Tom was only the creepiest man. The, the only other character section. in the movie. Whoa. Apparently no there's like here. eight people in this movie. Yeah. Uh, if you go on IMDb, there's like, and then, you know, you can do a quick count. You know, there's Angela, there's Tom, there's Carl, the security guard. There's her the two people in the elevator. I don't remember because she was there for three seconds. There were oh, the yeah. two people in the elevator and then there were two cops. Yeah. But. Oh, they credit the, the guy on TV doing the weather. Oh, yeah. That's the guy dumb. on TV is the director. He would have been doing that anyway. Come on. <laughs> Directing the weather? No, yeah. no. No, that's that's the guys are always that's out the there director. doing the weather. That looks like the kind of guy. Honestly, it's a it's a tasteful cameo, though. It is. That's true. It's not an M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, he always exactly. tries to make himself it's not important a, uh, Stan to the movie. Lee. Yeah, Look, Stan I don't Lee. mind a Stanley. Anyway. He usually doesn't affect anything, but, you know. So that's um that's the up to the up to the point of the movie kind of thing, you know. She gets yeah. kidnapped by the parking lot security attendant. Yeah. No. What a, what a great summary, Noah. But how was this movie critically received? Did the critics receive honest, it, Noah? It's not looking great. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I know everyone's how probably unforeseen. really surprised. IMDb is sitting at a five point nine out of ten. Wow. Rotten Tomatoes thirty five percent. Okay. Wow. Metacritic thirty seven percent. Wow. Letterboxd two point nine out of five. Wow. Yeah. So like. <laughs> It's not looking good. No. No. Um, we were saying this uh, before recording, but I would like it to be known that I had very good memories of this movie. <laughs> Nine oh, out of ten memories, I believe you? it was. I, I remember liking this movie so much that when I was putting together my, um, my letterbox, I saw it and I'm like, oh yeah, I loved P2. Nine out of ten. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really think we should put together a master list of movies that you gave nine stars to and don't remember why. Yeah, that'd be great. And then just watch them all at once. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like See, a great episode. The issue is we just need to get back my late night Netflix list mm. because that's where all the hits were. Of that course. was pure bangers. Oh, yeah. And by pure bangers, I mean, it was all stuff like this. So it wasn't that good. But right. I like. I remember those a lot more fondly than they should be. <laughs> oh, for sure. Movies like like this or uh, yeah. Abaddon or um, whatever that other one was. Yeah. Uh, there was one that was talking about the plagues of Egypt, but in the plagues of Alabama. Egypt in Alabama. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd watch it was the a shit cult out movie. Of that. Even if it was Hell bad, yeah. I'd watch that. It was very oh, bad. Oh, you know it's going to be bad. Come on. <laughs> so, Noah, you wouldn't give this a nine anymore. So, you'd give it what? Like an 8.9? 
I was actually thinking an 8.99 repeating, of course. Oh, of course. Okay, yeah, of it course. didn't live up to my... Be- no, I uh, I think that this deserves a solid... Um, I'm, I'm waffling between a 5 or a 6. Okay. Because I still enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it more than Nina did. And I think some of that is because Nina watched a movie that did this exact plot, but better, just a few weeks ago. Mm. But I don't have that to compare it to. Yeah. So I'm actually, you know, I have uh, that going for me. Um, there's sure a lot of nice. things that I like about this movie. Sure. Um, it's got stuff to like. Yeah, I think it has great bones. Literally. Um, <laughs> you, you don't even bones in this movie. Yes, there are. There's not that many Did you, bones. There was a good amount of bones. I'll talk about That's like one of my favorite parts of this movie. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm sitting at a six right now. But nice. um, at some point today, I'll be like, no, it was definitely a five or a four. <laughs> but right now I'm sitting at a six. No, that's reasonable. Okay. That's reasonable. It's generous, but reasonable. Yeah. Oh, is it generous, Jeff? Well, what, how about you say your score then? I'm giving it a 5.5. with the line repeating. Repeating, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. No, I think that I think that also makes yeah, I think sense, it's, though, right? It's like, pretty thoroughly mid. I like a lot of stuff that um, Alexander Aja does. He knows how to make stuff look good. He knows how to make you squirm in your seat when bad stuff happens. Yeah, uh, there's. I, I feel like I see a lot of New French Extremity kind of influence to this movie. You can tell Aja was involved. And also, um, I don't remember the guy's name. Daniel Levasseur, the other writer. Like, I having seen other stuff that the two of them have made, I see a lot of them in it and i kind of like that but also there's a lot bad about it so you know oh yes yeah it's true that's true nina i'm curious what your thoughts were right uh so noah did mention i watched a movie with a similar plot i wouldn't say it's exactly the same i would just say that um the stuff that this movie tried to do it did success the other movie i watched did successfully um, I'll be open about it uh, kind of closer to the end. But um, I didn't like this movie. Uh, three, three out of ten. <laughs> oh my God. Three is more than I was expecting. I, was, yeah. I, I really, here's the thing. This is the only thing I will say. I really enjoy early 2000s score. I mm. think it's mm. really fun. I think it's mm. super over the top. 100%. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They go oh, all yeah. the way with it. And this movie had a couple moments where I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's what I'm here for in a 2007 movie. When gropey elevator man got hit by a car and instead of getting crunched, he decided to split open. He like just exploded. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah, that's not how human bodies work. Yeah. And I love that. It's pretty great. One one yeah. day, I'm going to make you watch High Tension for this show, and you're going to hate it so much that you're going to love it. There is just such a comical amount of blood. Oh my I want God. everyone to come back to this clip when we watch High Tension and Nina has never seen a movie she hated more. <laughs> my, my point uh, is... It's, it's the other that... movie that I've seen by Alexander Aja and uh, Daniel Levasseur, so that's how it connects. Gotcha, gotcha. Valid, yeah. Um, but yeah, coming down to it, three out of ten. Uh, the, the Like Noah said, there were good bones, but I've seen those bones fleshed out. This is so many puns. I've seen those bones fleshed out in a much better way. Wow. So um, there were bones in this movie, though. His, the, the elevator guy's whole rib cage is on display at one point. Those so. were his intestines. <laughs> no, there were intestines, too, but we literally yeah. saw his ribs. 
I forgot. And we do hear boring. his bones crunch a little. We do hear a we lot do of crunching. We do hear a lot of bones. Yeah. yeah. There is that. We know that it they was a bones day. How many more? How many bones out of ten would you give this movie? Well, I'm not gonna give this a score of bones out of ten. Um, oh, so sorry to just kind of spike away your little wow. <laughs> waiting yes and your little Emma. Th- yeah. I'm not yes anding. Is that yes already... anding or just no selling more or less? <laughs> um, we're very lucky in that this movie kind of gives itself its own score. Um, cause I'm going to give it a P2 out of 10. Uh, no, I think that's super fair. Too. Yeah. And I will admit, um, there are some outside circumstances involved in why I think so poorly of this movie. Uh, we can get into those after the little spoiler break, too. but, um, yeah. Last last night, some other things were happening, and then I stayed up to watch this movie, and it just kind of fed oh, in further into those things that had happened. I, I think so I know I to like, what oh you're referring. So. You probably do if you saw my Twitter. <laughs> um, but yeah, so great stuff. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> but what what sort of like trigger warnings are there? I have a few to mention. Yeah, One of the most say, important is there is a dog. The dog yeah, mm-hmm. does die a gruesome death on camera. It's bad. It's bad. It's real bad. It makes you feel it. Mm-hmm. He didn't deserve that. Yeah. Rocky was a good boy. Yeah. He didn't know who he was working for. Yeah. Well, no. Tom agrees with you, Jeff. How's it feel to be on Tom's side? I'm saying I'm he was Tom. Tom into the sun. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying Rocky didn't know how it. evil Tom was. Tom's whole thing so, of like, yeah. how could you kill a defenseless animal? Like, when he sicked the dog yeah. on her. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, not how it works, anyway, Tommy. Okay. Spoilers. <laughs> so the dog does die. Yeah, it is not a fun moment. No. Um, Dog deaths are never fun, but this one's really not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also have stalking as like, if that's a theme that bugs you, this is not the movie for you mm-hmm. because Tom is a big old stalker. It is revealed many times when he's like, oh, I've seen you drive out of here so many times. It feels so weird to have you in the car with me. Ten seconds of awkward yeah. silence. Feels really nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, every time you unhappy. learn something new about Tom, it's just that you're learning he's creepier than you thought. Yeah. yeah just every reveal. It's just, oh, by the way, he's creepier now. Yep. I have another trigger warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sexual assault. Yep. Yes. Yes. Two scenes. Two scenes. Um, Both very uncomfortable. Yep. Uh, yep. Hated him uh, very yeah. much. Um, Real bad. Yeah, I didn't know going in, so I'm telling you so that you know going yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fine. We didn't have I, any like conversation prepping. It, that's on us. We we yeah. we take responsibility for our own shit for this podcast. But sure, literally you're our responsibility. So last <laughs> night, um, me and Piper were hanging out in Discord as we do, and I was mm, like, "Oh, gross. I still need to watch the movie for the podcast." And they were like, what movie is it? And I said, oh, it's P2. And they're like, oh, they were about to go to bed. But they're like, if you're going to watch a horror movie, I stay up and watch with you, maybe. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So oh, no. I I pull up the movie and uh, I, I rented it on YouTube. And mm-hmm. 
Um, it had the a little description of what the movie was, kind of like a back back of or back of the DVD um, case, mm, like yeah. synopsis or like seller. And so it was talking about like seemingly trusting security worker kidnaps girl and she has to escape the garage away from him. And so it's like Piper, Piper famously does not like essay in movies as one should. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, Piper, uh, I don't know anything about this movie, but based on the little description, there might be some things in here that are very uncomfy. Um, (laughs) And they're like, it seems that way. So I will go to bed. (laughs) I was like, okay. Good call, Piper. Absolutely. No. Um, So, yeah. So, absolutely. Essay. Not fun. Yeah. I think that's it, though. Uh, Lots of gore, obviously. Yeah, also lots of of blood in the violence. Um, Eye stuff, specifically. There is eye eye stuff stuff shown very explicitly. Got a fingernail getting pulled out. Yeah, fingernails. Which is so goddamn unnecessary. I have yeah, a note written. As soon as it happened, I was Me like, this too. is just unnecessary here. Yeah. It there was literally no the amount of pressure she was putting trying to reach that is not possible for her to have peeled her fingernail off by accident. I don't accident. care how fucking yeah. old it is either. Like, literally, no, it no just way. doesn't. No. Yeah. Very frustrating. I will have a word with Frank about this. Um, also, if you're will f- be hearing about it. <laughs> if you're afraid of dogs, um, this is probably also not a good yeah. movie for you. Yeah, Even though is, he is just one a good of those, boy. Uh, one of those angry looking dogs. He's so. a Roddy. No, he just has that face. He's a good dog. He looks like I a good him, boy. He does look like a really good boy. And yeah. I was like, every time that they like, I knew he was. I couldn't be it's scared a, of him. Oh, God. Yeah. No, like, he's so cute. Yeah. He was so cute. And in the scene where he's like growling and getting, trying to get the bag away from her, it's so clear that he's just like, yeah. Tug of War. He doesn't give a Yeah. <laughs> You can tell that some of the $3.5 million was to CG out a very wagging tail. 100%. (laughs) That boy's tail never stopped wagging the whole time. You can bet on it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's the triggers, I think. I think those are the the most of them. I think that's right. Should be all. I guess a big question then, now that we wrapped that, how do you think this movie was scary? Oh yeah, I'm. We're gonna change this today to Emma's oh. uncomfy corner. How oh, no. uncomfy does so this movie make? Ten Emma? out of ten. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. It's do we honestly probably this with gonna a 10 be ten out of ten comfy? It's probably gonna be like an eight or a nine out of ten uncomfy. Okay, um, yeah. super fair. Just because it was real frustrating to watch, uh, and <laughs> yeah. I was very uncomfortable at parts. Um, but again, Super the stuff that happened yeah. outside of watching the movie definitely kind of affected my uncomfiness as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Which happens. Before we get into spoilers, I would like to spin off of that. I honestly didn't find, especially at the beginning, uh, I didn't find it as comfy as, as uncomfy as I think the film wanted me to. The they, mm-hmm. This movie is terrible at building suspense. It's, her- oh. it's horrible at oh, building yes. suspense. Yeah, that it early conversation that he has with her is so yeah. unnatural and like stilted in a way that's not actually creepy. It's really just a lot of like 
okay, where are we going with this man? Where's this mm-hmm. conversation going? Like, you're not being creepy yet. You, this is really just awkward. If she wasn't chained to the chair, I don't think that I would have, like, any discomfort as much as you want me to. But that's a, that might be a personal thing. I just felt that that, like, early scene where it's like, oh, we're trying to be creepy here yeah. um, didn't didn't hit for me. Yeah, Literally, the third note that I took was... It's the garage guy, right? It has to be. Like, he's obvious. <laughs> yeah. There's no I, reveal in this movie. No. I was really worried because the little synopsis thing I read talked about, like, a security guard. And so mm-hmm. at the beginning, when she comes Ow. across, like, oh, I think Carl. he's Middle Eastern or Indian. Um, and and he has super, super nice eye. guy. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, I swear to Christ, if they make this nice guy, the villain, I'm going to yeah. be even more pissed at this movie. But no, right. it was um, creepy blue eyes McGee. Who's played a villain in every American horror story season. I think I've seen him in. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. he do look creepy. I'm glad they made the white guy, the villain, uh, rather than the person of color. He's just so at an least, incel white boy who lives in a basement. Yeah. At least this movie had <laughs> that going for it and that it didn't yeah. make the yeah. person of color, the villain. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't play on those stereotypes. Ten, uh, ten out of ten to the bar being on the floor. Okay. okay. <laughs> so the bar is as on the floor as, as it can be. Yeah. As we get into the spoil zone, I would like to say uh, Wes Bentley. He's the one who played the villain. Um, at so many different times, I just I looked at that guy and I'm like, that is the unholy love child of Ashton Kutcher, Adam Scott, and Tom Cruise. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's very specific but accurate yeah, yeah like, he does look like all every now and men. then he looks just like ashton kutcher but then every now and then his face is just the tom cruise face yeah yeah and then always looks like there adam were a scott few shots especially in the beginning when he looked like adam scott yeah, yeah. It, it's that's really... that must be why yeah. he looked so familiar to me the whole time because i looked well, him up afterward and i haven't seen him in anything i've seen I... him in a lot one of my favorite things about American Horror Story Hotel is how there are three like borderline identical white boys <laughs> that just kind of like yeah. are main You're characters. Right. So that is a I just bad like how choice. <laughs> they have a guy who's like, this is the guy for white male lead. And he is consistently white male lead, but it's actually like three different actors. It is three different actors. <laughs> you think it's the same guy every season, but they have like a rotating cast and they're white. <laughs> like I thought the guy from Murder House was was this guy just like a few years before. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they gave him a frumpy haircut. This makes sense. It's the same person. <laughs> yeah. Zachary Quinto is in there at one point as well. And then he also kind of just looks like all the other ones. So thank, thanks, American Horror Story. Your casting is great. It's Sarah Paulson and three identical white guys. <laughs> <laughs> but Wes Bentley's in this. Hey, and scary. not Stevie Nicks. Don't oh, yeah. forget about not Stevie Nicks. Oh, not Nicks. Stevie Nicks, who plays Stevie Nicks in a not Stevie Nicks way. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Anyway, though, so let's let's get to the rest of the movie. After after she goes up to try and catch her cab, she realizes that she can't get out of the building because Carl's not at the front desk to buzz her out. Um, so she gestures to the cab, saying, "Wait, don't leave." I'll be right back. And she tries to exit through the parking garage. Unfortunately, she can not leave through the parking garage either. And then, um, you know, Tom comes up, turns all the lights out and uses chloroform to knock her out. She wakes up 
in different clothes, uh, which was already uncomfortable before the bigger reveal later in the movie that we all kind of probably saw coming in a very unhappy way. Yep. Um, and he's just like, hey, isn't this great? Now we can have Christmas together. And it's very clear he has built this moment up to be something far more than she she barely she doesn't even know his name. You know, he's just yeah. the night security guy. And uh, he ends up showing her a video of her getting assaulted in the elevator before taking her for a ride and showing her um, the aforementioned gropey elevator guy who he then beats with a flashlight and hits with his car despite her begging him not to. Because here's here's the thing. Here's the thing about Tom. Real piece of shit is just, oh, I'm such a cool, normal guy. I'm doing so many good things in the world. Shut up, woman. You don't know what you need. I'm helping you. And that's like his whole thing. While he yeah. does these things for her that she begs him to stop. You know he's on Reddit all night. He's on Reddit all night. <laughs> on the pickup forums, just being like, Posting a picture of her. How do I open? How do I open? How would you open? <laughs> what do I do? And he it's, posts the same so thing every day. Oh, and nobody answers, hate, and he's just continuously posting, waiting to get a response. But yeah, so um, that that's our antagonist, and we spend the rest of the movie, um, in varying stages of capture for Angela and um, pursuit for Tom. Uh, sometimes he has her, sometimes he doesn't. She hides in an elevator at one point and thinks she gets connected to a security company. But it turns out it's just him putting on an accent so that she will talk to him because he's like, why won't you talk to me? It The whole move, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. It's much more uncomfortable than I remember. Um, but it does fit with my um, temporarily on hold and now here it is back again theme of small location horror movies. Cause this is just in a parking garage. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's bigger true. single location than, um, some of the other ones I've picked. And it's definitely smaller than my next movie will be. I mean, or larger sure. than my next movie will be, but it's still, still counts. Very confined um, still. So very confined for how big an area it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, she ends up finally getting away. Um, the cops come at one point because she did call the police, but, they uh she wasn't able to talk to them because she dropped her phone outside and couldn't reach it uh they show up they do a quick patrol and that's when she finally escapes out of the trunk of the car uh that tom had shoved her into to hide her from the cops and we go on our little our little run around the place as she escapes him kills the dog and then um crashes her car that she ended up stealing from the rental place just so that he can come over and rescue her. And then she stabs him in the eye with a letter opener. And then she sets him on fire. Yep. Yeah. While he's handcuffed to the steering wheel. Yeah. Yup. That was the best part of the movie. And that is why when she's going to go to jail. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, that handcuff is definitely not making it look good for her, is it? No. So she... She was leaving, and then he kind of taunted her further, and so yeah, she like lit the spilling gasoline on fire with a taser, and then he burned to death. Um, mm -hmm. But he was Literally... he was quote unquote incapacitated in that he was locked to the steering wheel; he couldn't get away, and so in the eyes of the law, right, 
you would probably get a murder charge because you didn't have to do that to get away. Like you did that because you wanted to do that. It would end up in the hands of a jury, though, would it not? It would. So then it's it's you still could have kind a of sympathetic a jury, but the judge can overrule it. Sometimes. That's true. Yeah. Okay, I would like to. Also, I'm not put... a lawyer. Don't take anything I say with any actual like. <laughs> we right, are of not None a of law are... podcast. We yeah. give no advice that should be followed. <laughs> if you follow our advice, that's all on you. We yeah. are yeah. qualified to give advice for being on a jury, though. I'm not. Have you been on a jury, Jeff? I have not, but I have. Well, I haven't gotten summoned for jury duty. I got the letter one time, but then they didn't call me. So, okay. So I would like to to say something that has been on my mind um, since the dog killing scene happened while I was watching this movie. This movie is the pinnacle of everything that I associate with two thousands horror. It has everything. It has unnecessary graphic sexual assault on screen. Terrible, like, but very entertaining gore. Um, the dog dies graphically on screen. Uh, the music, horrendous. Um, oh, terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then my favorite, um, it has my absolute favorite, men's idea of what it is for a female character to be empowered. Oof. <laughs> That's yep. like... Yeah. That is like the like bingo sheet for 2000s horror movies for me. I feel like you see it a lot. And this movie had it all derogatory. <laughs> um, yes. Specifically There's not like, a Rob Zombie song in the credits, though. No, it There's plays none. an Elvis song, which is almost the same. That's true. Elvis, Elvis is basically movie. just Rob and by Zombie. A lot, I mean, the same Except song twice. But yeah. still. It has one other song. It has Blue Christmas and Santa Baby. Santa Baby's not Elvis. Oh, who That's was not that Elvis. Then? I wish it it's was. It's not Elvis. I don't know who it is. Eartha Kitt, I believe. Oh, that was a girl. Baby. I don't know Christmas songs. I'm still... Anyway, my point is, in a, in a movie where you have the, the protagonist kind of get revenge at the end, in my opinion, I really enjoy seeing the punishment kind of fit the crime or be foreshadowed in some way. Like in Ready or Not, how they talked about how in the past people had broken deals with LaBelle and their houses had gone up. Uh, and at the end of the movie, we see that exact thing happen with Grace. Um, not to mention Grace obviously was completely justified, did have to do everything she did and of would be found innocent in any like kind of shenanigans there. Um, this movie fails at that with everything that it does that we were just talking about with Angela. Tremendously. Um, mm -hmm. The only part of this movie that I actually enjoyed outside of the gore was I really, I actually really loved how Tom got pissed that she kept saying his name over and over again. Cause <laughs> yeah. I had been thinking that I'm like, I wish she would stop fucking saying his name. So when he called it out and they lampshaded it, I was like, that's actually, yeah. Okay. That's funny. In a better movie, this would be like a highlight for me. So yeah, He's like, stop trying to humanize me. He's like, what was that? Stop <laughs> trying to humanize yourself was his point. Oh, He's like, stop oh, trying. I know you have feelings. Think about my feelings. And it's like, aha, right. <laughs> 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 that was the best conversation in the movie because it was like so, like the script obviously was aware of what was going on, but Thomas was yeah. not. Yeah. 
I wish there was more of that and less of them trying so hard. Yeah, I'm with you. One of the things you said peeks into things that I think about this movie. So I'm going to use that as a jumping off yeah. point, if you don't Let's mind. Let's go. Uh, I don't. You, t- you talked about how this is peak 2000s horror for a few reasons, one of which being men writing what it feels like or what they think is like a... I don't remember your exact A words. good women empowerment story. Yes, yeah, a men's version it. of how, what they think empowers women. Absolutely. So, one of... Or kind of like the uh, the big thing that leading into this movie affected me from real life was, uh, if any of you keep an eye on my Twitter, you would have seen this tweet. But last night, uh, me and some people went and saw a movie. I won't say what movie uh, in case I don't want to spoil it. But um, was it maddening? <laughs> <laughs> But sorry, in this movie, uh, a seemingly strong female character is killed. Um, And it was very frustrating in that afterwards, me and one of the friends were talking about like we were frustrated with how that was handled and like kind of complaining about having to kill the female character and the cis straight white guy was like, no, it totally makes sense for the story why that happened. And blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, buddy, take a step outside of that for a moment. I was like, there's a long history with women in media and people of color in media where they're constantly pitted against like these same sort of things. And it's, frustrating to see for those groups so for people of color a lot of times specifically with black um actors and actresses when they're the leads in movies those movies are about black trauma um overwhelmingly so and it's very frustrating for them to see because they just want some good representation of black actors getting to do cool things or be in like movies other than black trauma movies Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with women in movies. Historically, when a woman is a lead in a movie, it is about um her having an abusive partner or dealing with sexual assault, or if there's like a strong female character in a movie, they're killed off to inspire the usually white, like main, like man lead. Um And it's, like, very frustrating. And I was like, so, yes, like, in the lore of the movie, it made sense for that character to die. But the people wrote the lore of the movie to get it to that point. And it's, like, frustrating. Um, Because people just want to have good female characters that, like, survive and do things. And he just was not getting it. He kept arguing with me. So... Going into this movie, that's really yeah, annoying. Going mm-hmm. into this movie, and the a female-led movie about sexual assault and kidnapping and abusive people, and it's incredibly frustrating because I started thinking more about like in horror movies, what horror movies have a female lead, 
where it's not about like those things um because there are ensemble casts where like the quote unquote main character is male but it's like a minor main character um and that screen time is kind of shared for everybody but in those movies plenty of stuff happens women are often still kind of treated as like a side character though uh where they're dealing with like eldritch shit or zombies or whatever else um but when men are the leads they get to do all these cool other horror movie like things but when it's a sole female lead normally overwhelmingly like their movies are about abusive partners or like all right. of this stuff and it's very right. frustrating to see and it's very exhausting to see and so having just had that conversation with this guy going into this movie i was like motherfucker because yeah. it was just kind of like yeah. an extension of, of that conversation i was gonna and say I this was, sounds like this movie was that conversation yeah i was so yeah. frustrated like watching through it i'm like through. oh of course the guy like put her in this sexy revealing dress like of course he would why not and that insinuates that he did other things probably yeah and just mm-hmm. all this other bullshit it it was annoying uh nina i see you have your hand raised yes sorry i usually just keep that up to hold to keep my thoughts like on point for myself i should um, try that hashtag just adhd things um so my thought was like even you know i even like on stuff we've talked about here on the podcast like we ha- we have because i think it's partially because of who we are as people choosing these movies to watch um most of the movies that we've watched with female characters on this podcast like it's been a good mix of both because we've had underwater and crimson peak and movies that and like Suspiria. and Suspiria, Suspiria. um where it's not necessarily about abusive partners but we've also had stuff like um uh what was it the invitation or um uh malignant where abuse is a big like forefront thing even if those weren't like the points of the story as they were in this one yeah they were it was still very present and it is kind of a trope in horror media to have an abusive partner Mm -hmm. um it's super freaking frustrating um and again that's part of why back when noah and i first met and we were talking i said i wasn't a fan of horror a lot of that was to do with slashers and another lot of that was to do with 2000s horror because I don't love the kind of film bros that you'll be like, oh, can you introduce me to horror? And they'll give you a bunch of movies that have graphic assault scenes because that's what they think is scary. Yeah. Uh, or that's what they think you'll find scary. And they're right, but they don't understand the how, why it's so upsetting. And yeah. like, yeah how it's Mm -hmm. like we don't have to like work hard to empathize with those characters a lot of the time because that could literally happen to like female presenting women or people at any given moment it's it's very like imminent and that powerlessness is not something that we have to see portrayed graphically to relate to um, so to see it portrayed graphically is just like, yeah, exactly like you were saying. It's like, hey, can we like not do this? We've seen it so many times. It's not as shocking and groundbreaking as you think it is. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I and you know again this is a sh- this is like obviously part of why I didn't like the movie sure um the other part is just that it's even in the way of movies that tell this story it's not a good one it's like no. <laughs> not only does it tell a story that I don't personally enjoy seeing told it does it poorly at most turns so mm-hmm. like a movie that I do not plan on um having us watch on here just because it is not definitely not a great uh, audience pleaser uh-huh. uh it's called revenge and it is an assault revenge movie yikes uh but it instead of it being like because a lot of these movies tend to focus around the woman dying and then a father a boyfriend a mm. sister maybe oh, like that's a brother she- maybe mm-hmm. coming in later and avenging her um, this was like a much more of a like, but she actually didn't die and she kills all these guys really brutally and has like, and then gets away from this like really right. terrible situation. And there are it, a lot it, of movies like that. It's too. a movie that handles the topic a lot better. I, I just gave the worst um, summary of it, but it's what it, it's what it boils down to. You know, it's, mm-hmm. there's not a lot that you can do with it, but it's, it's handled so much more tactfully than other movies. Like, cause another big thing is like still showing the assaults happening. Like this movie had two separate scenes of that. That movie did not show that happening. In fact, the only nudity we saw was like dudes, like three different times. You see Dong? Uh, She was not shown. Uh, You do see Dong. Full Dong. Whopping around while this guy's walking around with a rifle. Yikes. Nice. Woof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nina. And also bleeding a lot. But, you know, Ooh. all that being said, this movie, uh, highlighting them next to each other, high key, shows that this was uh, no no way. It's bad at it. Yeah. Um, I think that going back to what Emma said about movies that are about trauma, mm-hmm. the frustrating thing is movies that there are movies that like address there are like satires of or that are self-referential of this kind of trope that we saw. There's movies like um, Jennifer's Body. Um, there's movies like, like you said, Revenge. There's some other like Final Girl movies. And then there's, um, I would I would classify Fresh as as one of those movies as well, based on how the story is told. And mm-hmm. the fact I that would as well. Um, and like those movies are still about trauma. And that's another reason that like, you know, some people might not want to watch them, even if they are calling out that, like kind of thing Mm -hmm. they're still functionally focusing women's stories on that aspect of our experience you know Mm -hmm. where it's like yes it's calling it out but it's still telling a story about this trauma and it's not like there there sometimes what you want is a movie that is just like the way that it addresses the or the way that it like combats the fact that there are so many stories about women's trauma is by not being about women's trauma at all so stuff like underwater or alien where it's like we're not even gonna we're not even gonna do it we're going to combat this by putting things out into the world that are good rather than like directly addressing the negativity so there's a lot of nuance Mm -hmm. to that kind of like situation where like the satires and the addressing it like obviously i would like us all to watch fresh next week so I'm obviously going that route with with how I'd like to talk about this movie. But there are also other ways to address it that are more like positive reinforcement kind of thing. And I think that's really interesting. I think it's really interesting how we 
as a society of people kind of work through culture and, and media evolving by trying to address things we don't like in different ways, if that makes sense. Man, that, yeah. that comment reminds me of something that pisses me off a lot is people that pretend that media isn't evolving. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, the same, it's the same kind of comments you get where it's like, oh, you could never say that today. It's like, yeah, but that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like yeah. public opinion shifts. Like, mm -hmm. the, it, I mean, like, even just, like, looking at this movie, for example, you can tell it's a 2000s movie. Oh, How totally. do you know that? I don't know. It's camera there's quality. some fashion elements, I guess, the camera quality, I guess. But then there's other elements that are like, this is I can't tell you how this is just a 2000s movie. Yeah. Like the cell the phones are also film, a big giveaway. Oh, that is a big giveaway. That is a big <laughs> but, you know, like it, there's so much stuff like that where like even just like the language of film can tell us that what we are out of that era. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like the stuff that everyone's OK with having in movies has changed even more than that. You know, like things just change and that's yeah. not a bad thing. It is not a bad thing that as the times have gone by, we're like, hey, we don't want that anymore. Yeah, that's normal. That's fine. Yeah. Every, yeah. You're, you're going to go through phases of being like, hey, we are done with this thing. Let's get a different, better thing in its place, a more inclusive thing or just like flat out better. Like you can just yeah. upgrade the thing. Yeah. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't take. It's away. not taken away. It's just being improved upon. There being and, more you know? <laughs> stories with women and minorities in in positions where it's not focusing on their trauma doesn't take away. Anyway, yeah. sorry, Jeff, you were going to say something. Yeah, and also doing a new thing does not mean just remaking those old things. Stop doing yes. that. Even if you're trying yeah. to update them, just just make a new thing. Just don't. That was. <laughs> Please that just was, make a new thing. I liked the new Texas Chainsaw. Let me That's put that fine. out into the world. I it liked it better exist. than I thought I would think. When I but watch it, no matter how just... much I like it, it shouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like they're taking a thing that already was a good thing. I'm specifically thinking like because the first movie was about how what's her name? The main character. I don't remember. Sally. Names. Sally. About it was about her. And it was already like having a woman as the lead was already a big deal. And they're like, ah, that was the point of the movie. And that was like someone's takeaway for the remake. And it's like, what if we oh. made it more women? Uh -huh. And what if we pointed out constantly that they were women and that they were <sighs> millennial Gen Zers or whatever, Fuck. and that they had a, a, my, a, a group of friends that were also a bunch of minorities? Like, what if we pointed that out over and over again? I hated it. That, that was... <laughs> That was what so, and it's like that. Just you saying that made me think. That's what someone took away from Texas Chainsaw, and they're like, "What if we added more of that in our remake of it?" Yeah, there was there was if a good movie there been... with all those characters that isn't a Texas Chainsaw movie. <laughs> but they, they were so committed to it being bad. If know? they hadn't been fools and cowards, they would have given Leatherface a TikTok, and it would have been a full <laughs> point of the plot. <laughs> I'd pay good like they, money like to see Leatherface with... doing TikTok dances. I don't know. I actually like I would watch with, it. Um... I would watch it. <laughs> oh, I guess that's kind of spoilers. I can't say that. Never mind. I was about oh. to put out spoilers for the new Batman movie. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Riddler's TikTok. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> they needed to give Leatherface a, a TikTok the way they gave Riddler a Twitch. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Nice. Um, all right, so back to P2 though. Back to P2. Now that we, we've gotten all of this the annoying like not annoying. We, all the constructive conversation sure. about how it's a very bad 2000s movie that does all yeah. the things that I hate can that I, we hate about 2000s movies. Can we say one other thing really quick? Oh yeah, yeah. I would love to hear one other thing. Maybe even more. Never mind, we're not done with that part. Go just, ahead, Emma. Just one quick thing. Um yeah. as a peek behind the curtain noah you were talking about revenge movies a bit earlier and yeah. um you may have noticed we haven't really watched any revenge movies specifically because so often they are from a perspective of like oh woman gets assaulted and then mm-hmm. like father husband whoever um and it's her goes fault. on a revenge rampage you know that yeah and normally Not those always. Because revenge movies are often very, like, gritty and, like, gory. And so the sexual assault stuff there is also, like, in the same lens. And it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why we never talk about revenge movies and why we haven't reviewed any. Um, And don't intend to in the future. Don't intend to. And we try to avoid movies that have, like, grotesque sexual assaults in them. Because yeah. it's just very, 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 very uncomfortable. And yeah. who wants to see that? Mm-hmm. No. Sorry, Evil Dead. Does Evil Dead have that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The tree. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what's going to what save fuck? you from having to watch Evil Dead for this podcast? Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. a scene that was included where there's a tree and a woman. And everyone involved says, we don't remember why we kept that in. We don't really know why we put it in. We wish we hadn't. Yeah, Sam That's Raimi himself uncomfy. said, like, it doesn't add anything to the movie and he shouldn't have put it in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's much better ways to do it. And that's the only... I love the Evil Dead remake. But it's worse. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> they did make that scene worse. They decided rather than try and fix that, they made it worse. Yeah. Wow. So that that sucks. Yeah. Anyways, back um, to P2, anyways. though. We have back shat on this movie Are we a good little to bit. Yeah, okay. I want to talk just for a minute about some stuff that it did well, and then mm. we can get back to shitting on it. Does that sound good? I was going to say, I have like two or three things that I think it did well also. Okay, we'll see if we've got the same two or three things here then. Um, when Angela gets put unconscious with that chloroform or whatever that is, she wakes mm-hmm. up and she feels like shit for a while afterward, and she throws up on the floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of times in movies, people get knocked out with that stuff, and when they wake up, they're just, like, fine after a couple seconds. Oh, yeah. And that always annoys the shit out of me. So for someone to actually wake up from that kind of thing feeling bad and actually have effects from it felt pretty big to me. I liked that. Uh, Later on in the movie. Yeah. Later on in the movie, Tom gets choked out, and he's not unconscious for an entire hour. He's out for a few seconds which is what happens when you get choked out i really liked that with that said he does wake up uh a little bit too aware but i'm willing to allow it he had a hoarse voice for a minute though so that was also nice he did yeah um a lot with that stuff said i think that is kind of canceled out by when he when she sprays him in the eyes with that like wasp spray or whatever that is it was i think it was window cleaner Window cleaner. Okay, whatever it is, he recovered a little too quickly from that. His eyes should have been all fucked up for a very long time. I wish that they had been red at the end. I wish that they had committed and given him, like, red eyes. Yeah, at the least, Like, they should have been bloodshot. 
It was yeah. a big miss for me. For as much Especially blood as they managed to cram into this movie, right? why so could they not in... make his face red? Put some tears on it or something. Like, Yeah, especially because <laughs> they stab him in the eye five seconds later. It would have yeah. been a great moment for him to be sitting there with his Deranged. red leaking eye and his one stabbed eye. And it's yeah. like, this is, this. he'd look fucked up. He would. They wanted fucked up. Yeah. And they weren't willing to commit. It seems really odd that that one particular touch is one that they just wouldn't go for. So I actually, none of those things were on my list of things that I thought the movie did well. Fascinating. Okay. Um, I thought the movie did a great job of using a familiar location. Because I oh, don't, yeah. a lot of people know what the inside of a parking garage is like. Yeah. It was easy enough to tell where things were approximately. Like, you could kind of get the idea of, like, oh, yeah, this is what it looks like. And, like, just because Nina brought it up. Um, shit, what was the name of that movie? What did Nina bring up? The hide-and-seek movie with the rich people. Oh, uh, Ready or Not. <clears throat> Ready or Not. <clears throat> and just because Nina brought up Ready or Not, uh, that house confused the shit out of me. I have no idea how to navigate that house. Oh, yeah. Um, It's, ironically, because it is a real house, so... I think that's hilarious that I couldn't figure it out. But like, you know, this, because it's a parking garage, I felt like I knew how to get around the area. Yeah. Um, even when the elevator got involved, I'm like, cool. No, I can still navigate like where we're supposed to be here. It's I still, still know pretty straightforward. What's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Still reasonably straightforward. Um, I liked that a lot. Also, I liked how they managed to make such a large area uh, feel so claustrophobic. You know, mm. if he didn't have the dog with him, I don't think it would have felt as claustrophobic. She could have hid in another car and would have been safe, you know? Yeah. Um, but instead, because there was a dog there, um, she could not just have the luxury of hiding somewhere. I thought that was I thought that was like atmosphere wise. I thought this movie managed to stay like tense and uncomfortable outside of the assault content. Um, That's the uh, thing, though, is the like setting. That. The setting lends it a lot of that tension. It does that really effectively. But it kind of feels like everything else about the movie just does the the tension in such a bad way. Like, so, like, from the wrong yeah. directions and also just ineffectively for the most part. It, like, like Nina mentioned earlier, the music is such shit. Oh, my God. It's, so it's really not helpful at any point. When, when they're driving the car into uh, Elevator Man... I, I just wrote down what the hell is this climax of Saw music playing right now? It <laughs> That's what it like sounds like. It sounds like the music from, Saw. music from Saw. <laughs> but not even like from It sounds like someone was like, they watched Saw and they're like, I want that. And then they paid one guy with a synth to write that. Yeah, they didn't yeah. watch the movie That's, again or actually reference it. They just had someone do it. That happens a lot with um, music and media, though, actually. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. As a oh, director. Totally will be like, I really like the song from this part of this movie, but we yeah. can't use that, so I need you to make something that sounds similar. Legally yeah. distinct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really music. funny but that Noah compares it to the music from Saw, because that's how the music from Saw already sounds. To go back to the suspense thing, this movie constantly had me missing Creep actually creep is such um, a good movie it's, it's well done movie. it's well like done. 
the I'd, suspense and the discomfort of how awkward those conversations are and how uncomfortable you feel the whole time. Like those conversations were well written and I feel like the kind of introduction conversation or even some of the later conversations that those two characters have are what they were going for in some parts, like the same feeling mm -hmm. um, is what they were going for in a lot of parts of P2, but they just missed the mark so hard. And yeah. I think it's important to add the, uh, to bring attention back again to the fact that in creep um, there may be some kind of borderline like sexual feeling content, but there it's two men um and it's never like outright sexual assault portrayed and it manages to do suspense discomfort and danger really well and this movie mm -hmm. felt like it was constantly just pulling cheap shots to try and get the suspense when it didn't have to because like noah said yeah. the setting was such that there wasn't that many places where she could be safe so the way that they kind of structured the plot kind of built thomas's character all felt like they were doing the most obvious thing when they had a setting where they can do some really fun not as obvious things with it yeah so it's kind of disappointing in that way mm -hmm. yeah hey creep I... people the people who did creep do a movie in a parking garage so i can see someone do this concept <laughs> better <laughs> uh, they need to do creep three first they or, do need to do creep three or Have what you, you could creep do yet I did watch Creep 2. How did yeah. you like that one? I We can talk about this after we finish this episode of the podcast, because that's a I different that's conversation. Super... That is yeah. a whole different Yeah, maybe not. Um, not right now. Yeah. Can I mention two quick things that bothered me about this movie? You don't well, even have to thing, make them quick. One thing really did bother me. The other thing I thought was funny. Mm -hmm. um, the funny one... At the beginning of the movie, she's going down the elevator to the garage to get to her car, and she's on the phone with her sister, and the camera is placed to where the phone is blocking her mouth, but you can still see her jaw movement, but <laughs> she is very clearly not saying, like, the actual lines that are being said, <laughs> and oh it's just, it's really funny how blatant it is, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but then uh, the other thing is during the movie, uh, police do arrive at some point. Um, What's-his-face locks uh, her in the trunk of a car, and the police kind of patrol through the parking garage. And then as they're leaving, she is able to get out of the trunk and starts running to try to get their help. So they leave the parking garage. They're on the like ramp to go up to the street, which is a very short ramp. And she gets within line of sight and starts shouting for help. And security guard boy is between her and the police car. But the police car is not far out at all. No. And anybody who's been in a parking garage knows those bitches echo a they lot. If she had yeah. been yelling, those cops absolutely would have heard her. I'm pretty sure they still and had a window rolled down even. No, yeah, no. It Emma, this is unfair. You're not thinking. They had their Bob Seger cranked. They were ready to go. <laughs> they were cranking Bob Seger with or without God, the damn, silver bullet right. band. Absolutely. But <laughs> no, that just really bothered me because I'm like, mm -hmm. they absolutely would have heard her. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
I'm betting they would have noticed her cell phone on the pavement on the way in or out as well before rolling over it. Oh, I would hope so. Like, that Uh, seemed pretty obvious. They're cops. Yeah. New York cops, even. They're not really looking. Can't live with them. Can't burn them. (laughs) Um, What was I going to say about some bad stuff? Oh, the first opening scene in the movie, we're very, very much like... um, very much like ATM, this movie opens up with some office bullshit. Yeah. Um, Real quick, that's one of the ways you can tell it's an early 2000s. Or oh, yeah, the office bullshit. No, not the office bullshit. The fact that we get a scene from later in the movie at the beginning to be oh. like, you better stick around for this part. Oh, that's also an, that. I'm that's already also... watching the movie. <laughs> I'm watching the goddamn movie. You don't, that... need, to shit. You don't need to sell me on it. <laughs> that is also yeah, an, right an Alexander Asha thing. He does that in other movies. I hate it. That's one of the things that reminded me of him. It's the director looking at you saying, you're too stupid to stick around for this movie. You gotta know that this is gonna happen. (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry, Nina. Um, Right. I was gonna say, um, I asked Noah early on in this movie what the budget was. The reason that I did this is because the shot reverse shots in the office bullshit at the beginning of the movie are so incompetent and so poorly <laughs> shot that I thought this was an amateur film at first. Oh, I, did I don't blame you for thinking that. It got a lot better once it got to the stuff they clearly wanted to be shooting. Sure. But that first conversation, none of the like the basic language of film of have the people in the shots reverse shot be facing the direction that the audience like knows that they're facing would be facing each other. So have them facing opposite directions. So we know that they're talking towards each other. Didn't do any of that shit. Fuck the basic language of film. We don't care. I was so <laughs> frustrated. <laughs> it, it was clear that they just wanted to get through that scene so that they could get to this the good stuff. And I was like, this so let's sucks. let's play a game. Let's let's guess what did they spend three point five million dollars on renting because the parking lot for however many say, days? We have the parking lot rental because it had to be empty. Uh, we got um, blood. We had. We got a lot CG of blood, blood. and some of... CG. We've got the lobby of a business building. What else did they spend money on? Water, because, the flood um, scene. Okay, dog. so there's some. Okay, cool. Like three hundred dollars worth of water. Oh no. But but you know, like there's a there's a couple of things here. Yeah. That they that you can tell they spent money on, but like this is no disrespect to Wes Bentley, who's the only name I looked up from this movie. Or any of the other actors or actresses, I can't imagine everyone got paid a lot. It's not the movie they did make seven point seven million though. Huh. Like it made back its budget. It was a success. Like twice its budget. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's weird. It's it's hard to see where all that money went. Which I mean, that's how I felt about ATM as well. Yeah, no, yeah. ATM felt it's just like, like why was this so expensive to make? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Speaking of which, do we want to talk about all the stuff in this movie that reminds us of ATM? Because, mm-hmm. wow, Christmas office bullshit. Yeah, I've, I've never seen ATM, but I happily listen. Here, uh, yeah, you will, I think, enjoy how many things are the same. Um, Office bullshit. Office right bullshit. Right off the bat. Um, Christmas. It's cold outside because it's Christmas. It's cold. We're going to talk about how cold it is outside all the time. Yeah. Um, 
Christmas party bullshit uh, in general. One was an office Christmas party. One is a home Christmas party. Uh, it comes with the territory of Christmas, but since it was tied to office, we got three different items now so far. The cops show a... up and they're terrible at everything. Yeah, the cops show oh, yeah. up and they don't they don't do anything. Uh, it's the cold cops outside and we're do wet now. Even less than they do in ATM. Yeah, oh, yeah, the cops got killed in ATM trying to help. Well, sort of. These cops just left. Um, but yeah, it's cold outside and we're wet now. Something happened and now we're wet. And because it's so cold of outside and now we're cold and wet. Because of the bad guy flooding something with a fire hose. (laughs) The consistency of the fire hose is actually, that pisses me off. Right? (laughs) A car no starty. Car no starty. Something in the car is sharp and I'm going to stab someone with it at some point. Yeah. What was sharp in the The car? The letter opener? She took that from his office. Oh, she took that from his office. Oh, well, stabby. Stabby. Whatever. But still, that's so far, that's seven that items. That is seven, seven things. That it's, that's not even us getting, like, too detailed. This is yeah. just seven quick grabs. Okay, so in ATM, when Josh Peck ran at the clothesline, he would have just got chopped in half. I would like to point that out. If this if this movie's gore was put into ATM, then that's how that would work. Oh, <laughs> oh, totally. In Alexander Aja's ATM, he would have gotten cut in half, yeah. The, the line would have been set lower, so it wouldn't just be his head, even. It would have been, like, Ghost Ship. It would have been like Ghost Ship. Yeah, they would have like I haven't seen Ghost like Ship, so. Oh, the opening is next level. It's it's You'll kind like of it. famous. Nice. I always thought it was from a Final Destination film, but it's Ghost Ship for some for, reason. For context. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, those are the big ones. I, I think like the setup and everything. Um, misogyny is another one. Just oh, sure. both movies. I mean, that's but. just... It was 2007. What else can we expect? I'm willing to not count that as being... I wish that wasn't something that we could say. Yeah. They didn't have ideas back then. I'm just saying, I don't think we can... I I think ATM took that from everything else. I don't think it took that from P2 specifically. (laughs) Although we do in both cases get a... Uh, an annoying incel boy who's obsessed with a blonde woman so ah. oh we do get that we do get awkward annoying incel boy who's obsessed with a blonde woman oh yeah in atm he's the main character and not the villain but like ah. yeah, and you're supposed to like him but you don't because you can't <laughs> yeah i don't know that i have anything else to talk about this movie. i would love to talk honest. about one more thing with this movie i'd like to talk about noah's notes unless anyone else has anything to say Elvis. Um, I think we should have gotten some Elvis earlier on in the movie. It's if it's going yes. to be such a big thing for Tom, if we're going to get him singing yeah. and dancing with it, we should have been clued in earlier in the movie that that's one of his things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I feel instead like of just him playing nice. it over the intercom and then looking over at a picture of himself as Elvis. Yeah, like he dressed up as Santa at at one point and then he just took it off again like she had the santa costume because she was supposed to dress up as santa or something i'm guessing but yeah what was the deal with that that was weird they're like oh the costume you gotta bring the costume what are the kids gonna say yeah (laughs) what if what if the movie had been set at halloween instead and the whole time the whole movie tom is dressed as elvis I would have watched the shit out of that. That'd be better. And her family is calling her like, where are you for the Halloween party with the kids? The kids. And, they're, <laughs> and she's like, I'm not going to miss Halloween for business this year. And they're like, <laughs> I can't believe you're missing Halloween for business again. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it would be better. The 100%. firm. Ah. The firm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Noah's notes. 
Uh, Wait, so me. before we go into Noah's notes, Nina, you're a writer. So do you I have do any write. like limericks or anything? Ooh, <laughs> um, a limerick. Oh, really God. A limerick? Yeah. I used to be really good at limericks, but you should really ask Noah. He's the haiku master. Being good at limericks seems embarrassing, doesn't it? <laughs> like to be really good at limericks specifically, <laughs> that seems yeah. really embarrassing to me. You're so fucking mean. nerd. Sorry. <laughs> you guys are so mean to me. What did I do to deserve this? You're the one who put me on the spot about limericks. If you can't think now of we read the notes. <laughs> by Noah. I have a poem. Please, Nina, go on. <laughs> There's the haiku. Noah did okay, a haiku. Yeah. Nice, nice. Did that you well, Emma, did you want to take it away with uh whatever? No. Noah, Noah, Noah did a haiku. A haiku? I'm so angry I missed National he, he Haiku Day it. this year. Oh no. I'm so mad I missed it. I had it set in my phone to remind me and I worked all day. That's like your Christmas oh, though. Things. I can't believe you missed Haiku Day for the firm. Wow. <laughs> I missed it for the firm. For business. All right, Nina. Read away. All right. Uh we start out with a note of Noah quoting me saying why is this the same plot synopsis as atm uh it's because it literally does have almost the identical plot synopsis to atm it's like oh yeah. uh someone gets trapped in a place and there's a mysterious man stalking her and it's like whoa that's i've never heard of that one before um noah says is this a movie that has a preview of the end at the beginning i don't remember next line lamau it is <laughs> <laughs> Noah says, gotta love a nice babe. It was an accident, and I feel so bad, I swear, at the start of our Christmas movie. Oh my gosh. <sighs> can, can we talk I, you know, about... something I hate? Can I hate... Can I say how I hate how sh how sh they made her defend him? Right? Yeah. yeah. That's fucking yeah. awful. What the fuck? I hated that. That was like... I was so uncomfortable yeah. the whole time. That was so clearly written by a man. No woman's gonna say that shit. They might, yeah. like try and, and make sure that he doesn't get killed but she's not yeah, gonna sure. say oh it was hardly rape babe yeah like, babe. come on no i, I just would like to take a moment to address this as well because that's something that bothers me and i'm gonna be a huge nerd for a second or in just a second but for one people if a man does gross things to you uh at work absolutely report him get him fired ruin his fucking life yes because mm -hmm. he deserves it he made that choice yeah. it's not your fault it's his yeah, yeah fuck that guy. i i was like okay tom i yes he's probably done this before he'll probably do it again like report him like i don't give a shit but um also <laughs> a huge nerd thing this topic has annoyed me for a little bit now um, because I, for one, I have experience in the past where um, I came out at my like waiting tables job. And then the next day after coming out to everybody, uh, a male coworker did something shitty. And I was like, oh I God. didn't report him. I didn't report him or anything. And I wish I had. But holy shit, there's. So in anime right now, <laughs> oh. there, there, there are three very popular children in anime right now. There's there's Boji from Ranking of Kings, mm -hmm. best mm -hmm. boy, love him. 
There's Anya from Spy Family, who's adorable, sweet baby child. And then there's um, Kotaro from, I think the anime's like Kotaro Lives Next Door or something. And people talk about how precious all three of them are. And like, there's a big argument about over like which one's the most precious kind of. But I am here publicly to announce fuck Kotaro. Okay. Because. Oh my God. He's, he's a child. But basically the premise of the anime is that he lives alone in this apartment complex and becomes close to all of his neighbors because he's a little kid. Um, he's a very like mature little kid who largely takes care of himself, but the rest of the adults in the complex like all kind of have this tendency to like check in on him and make sure he's okay. Uh, and there's this one episode where one of the neighbors that he's gotten really close to is this woman, um, and it's revealed the woman has an abusive boyfriend, and oh. like one of the like things of the episode one of the conflicts of the episode is the girl's like i don't know like should i call the police on him but i don't want to like ruin his life and kotro's like no like he still cares about you a lot even though he has a bad oh, way of showing it you should on. just you shouldn't ruin his life by calling the cops you should just move away and she's like you're right i'm just going to move away and not and not call the cops and report him because like, I don't want to ruin his life. And it's the episode is framed of like, yeah, she did the right thing. Kotaro helped her. And so I'm like, fuck that kid. Fuck that yeah. child. He's yeah, a piece fuck of shit. That kid. <laughs> Holy yeah, that's, shit. That's not ideal. Yeah. That's really bad. But yes. what makes me even more is that in this movie, they have the victim themselves pulled out argument. Like, and obviously yeah. she's trying to save him from getting, like, beat to shit with a flashlight or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, they are putting the words in her mouth of her yeah. saying, like, oh, they're functionally being like, oh, we, you shouldn't ruin his life. He has a family or whatever. Um, it, like, and regardless of the situation, they are having her say that after showing on screen what she went through. And yeah. it can't, I can't help but feel like it's a metaphor for something you know i can't help but feel like they're trying to excuse it in a way even if they're like oh but like you know it's misplaced that he's trying to yeah it's misplaced that he's trying yeah. to like do this for her and she should be able to handle it the way she wants to but mm -hmm. the way that they wrote her saying what they had her say felt like excuses yeah, um, yeah and it felt much. way over the top for what anyone would say in that situation um it, and it felt like stuff that like you wouldn't even say like why why was she trying to excuse that stuff? Why was that yeah. even part of the conversation? It doesn't like make obviously. Sense. He, anyway, I just freaking hate that. Um, that part really pissed me off, and I didn't remember that it happened until we were in the notes. So thank yeah. you for that tangent, everyone. Yeah. Uh, just to extend Absolutely. the tangent a little bit more. Yeah. Why, <laughs> if yeah. he is not the building security guy, I forgot to mention this earlier, he is the parking lot attendant specifically. Mm -hmm. So why does he have access to the cameras in the elevator? Uh, because it's the parking lot elevator. It's not the main elevator. Um... It goes from the lobby. It only goes from the lobby to the parking garage. Oh, I... this is something that really bugged. No, you go huh. ahead, Jeff. Sorry. I, I, I was that just about to say, I don't, okay. I don't know how much sense that makes. 
But then I don't know much about security cameras in whatever kind of office building that is. So what? What? Well, okay, but is that the one that she got like assaulted in as well? Was the parking lot? So how does he have that tape? Yeah, that's that's, a great question. Where did that tape come from? How did he see that? Well, I mean, that might be where it happened. It could be. It's within the realm of possibility, sure. But what's the likelihood? And it, how would why would he be groping someone in the same elevator every time? Because he says he's seen this happen yeah. to several women. Tom says he's so, seen him do it to every woman in the elevator. office. Like, Maybe he does it. Uh, why would you elevator. say that? Nina? This is really disgusting. But hypothetically, if he knew that his office had access to the security footage in mm. the main elevator. Maybe he would do it in the security elevator or in the parking lot elevator because his company um, doesn't directly have fair. access to those. Oh, that's true. That yeah, maybe that's um, an intentional move on his part. Harder for him to get caught. They While don't get into any of this elevators. within the movie itself, so no. I'm still counting it as a plot hole, but that is, that is actually a decent explanation. While we're on the topic of elevators, I okay. hate that they showed that the security guard Carl had access to these keys that could like access the greater building, which she can't do because she doesn't have those keys. But when she finds Carl's body, she doesn't even try to check him for those. She keys doesn't to access even the rest check. of the building. Yeah, um, that really bothered me because they drew so much attention to the fact that he had those keys on him. And then um, that didn't come back into play. It was clearly just there to show us that, oh, this is why she can't go into the building at large. And it's like, okay, great. But then you gave us his body and you didn't even have her check and find them gone. Yeah. Like like nothing. Okay. (laughs) That really bugged me. Anyway, uh, the notes, the notes. Um... Okay. There's not a lot of notes. There's not a lot of notes. Uh, Noah says, Lamau, he unbuttoned the same sleeve twice. Oh, he did when he was going to beat the guy with the flashlight. He unbuttoned his <laughs> left sleeve. And then oh, the next he? shot, we see the right sleeve rolled up and he's unbuttoning his left sleeve. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's dumb. I literally, noise. Well, I literally only was thinking of it because as I saw him unbuttoning, I thought of that one scene where Henry Cavill was just like, Throwing those two little air punches to like get ready to go. You mean when he reloaded his arms in the bathroom? Yeah, when he reloaded his arms. <laughs> God, it's so good. I, I want to watch a, that movie just for that. It's so silly, but damn, if it if it isn't good. Um, Noah says, I love how she happens to be cowering in the only part of the elevator that can be seen on camera. Oh, Look, yeah. The best part of this movie was her camera destroying montage where she goes around with this like absolute feral energy just whacking all the cameras. But he still has yeah. access to so many cameras. Oh, they yeah. did, that didn't come back. It either. doesn't no, affect never got anything. See, like when the <laughs> cops were in the place, it would have been so much better if he flipped to the next camera and then it was dead. And he yeah. then we get to see him panic. We like get the scene of her tension. destroying the cameras and then it never matters. Why? Never. I really hated that. I really hated that because it was a great scene and it would have like been nice to see him put on edge in front of the cops where he's been so suave this whole time yeah. and have him have to actually cover for himself in a way he didn't expect. Then him grabbing the axe would have made sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There was nothing that he should, there was no reason to grab the axe. Yeah, once again, the movie just doing a really bad job with its own tension. Like, just what? Yes. Noah says, Tom, moments after sicking his dog on Angela, how could you kill my dog after all I've done for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, literally, that was, 
that was another problem I had. Uh, I have so many problems, obviously, but that was another problem I had with this movie was that like she constantly, oh, this man's trying to kill me or whatever. Um, he doesn't. He seems like he wants to like possess her and doesn't actually want her dead for most of the movie until yeah. he six his dog on her yeah. there were two outcomes to that situation the woman yeah. you love dies or the dog dies and it seems yeah. like okay one could make the argument that he was trying to ha get a reason to vilify her and he knew that the dog her killing the dog would give him an excuse to be the victim in this situation which he explains does seem, why he reacts the way he did he does seem legitimately surprised and upset about rocky though yeah. Like he mm -hmm. he didn't expect her to kill him. So he just wanted the then and that's totally that's almost out of character. We don't have much yeah. character for this man, but the one no. thing we know is that he's obsessed with and wants to possess Angela. Yeah. And then in that moment he just says fuck it and like unleashes this dog that cannot be stopped on her. Like yeah. why would he do that apart from so that we the audience get the obligatory dog dies scene. Yeah, which is it has more to do with him being mentally unwell um yes, certainly i don't think he thought the dog would kill her uh, i That's think fair. he had this misguided view of his dog that his dog mm. would just like that stop he would know her, what to do and the dog would just kind of stop from there i would sure. agree I say, except oh, i think that's animal i think that's giving the writing of this movie it. too much credit though doesn't it hmm I think he equally would have lost it if he got to the car and the dog was alive and the girl was dead. Oh, sure. Yeah. It might be that he was hoping that she, he, the dog would corner her and be barking at her and he could find her that way and yeah. like rescue her from the dog um, or something. I don't know. There's, there's many ways it could have gone, but it still frustrated me that he did that. Um, one thing that like I, I generally don't like about movies like this where there's like the stalker reveal and and all that is that these characters often these stalker characters often have a complete change of character once they have captured their victim and it happened a bit in this movie too he's awkward when he first meets her but he immediately jumps into i'm wearing your santa claus costume and saying ho 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 and i think it's totally normal to yeah. like eat this meal um we're gonna when we watch fresh obviously i don't want to spoil too much but that is one thing that i enjoyed is that the character the similar like comparative character in fresh does not lose his character throughout the movie he is That's very nice. consistent he is consistently on the same level of sanity he is on the same level of rapport and he doesn't change how he treats the main character at all through the movie he treats her consistently and he is always open to that relationship staying the same as he wants it to stay it never is like oh. i'm in control now it's always a relationship and that's something that i am excited to hear your thoughts about when we do that but we're done with noah's notes uh i think the last thing i want to say is that he does note that they showed the whole eye stab they did do yeah that. the mm -hmm. again they mm -hmm. they didn't shy away with the gore there wasn't a whole yeah. ton of cuts i didn't feel like with splinter where i was like can i just see the gore please yeah, <laughs> see the core. Like I know it looks cool. Just let me look at it. No, let me not look with this at one. it, please. With this so one, it's like, oh, are they going to show it? Oh, they showed it. Cool. I wonder how they did that. Which is my favorite thing to think when I'm watching a horror movie. Um, yeah, genuinely. I uh, think uh, I think they made a fake dude out of meat and they just rammed a car into him against a wall. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I want a behind the scenes. 
genuinely. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was it for the notes. Nice. That was Noah's notes. We'll just have to write like an actual theme that plays every time, like a like an actual jingle. That's my opinion. That probably makes more sense. Because I like can't 80s do eighties metal thing. Just, just every time before we go into it, I'll be like, "This is Noah's notes," and then afterwards I'll be like, "That was Noah's notes." That's pretty good. Like, we could, we could, we could work with that. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I did like Noah's idea there, though, where it's like an eighties metal thing. That could be fun. Just do like a sliding like guitar, like. That's no, really all it needs to do, right? Is just a big chord hit and like a dive bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about in regards to this movie? I don't think so. I think we just about covered it. Cool. Yeah. Probably. Let's get out of here, everyone. What are we, all uh, right. What are we watching next week? Next yeah. next two weeks from now. Yes, next, next time. Next time. Um, I've mentioned it once. I've mentioned it twice. I'll mention it a third time. Uh, next Not thrice. Come on. Thrice. <laughs> um, next next time, I would like us all to watch Fresh. Fresh is a um, a movie with uh, some fun themes and also Sebastian Stan, and it's on now, Hulu. Uh, this is so... a prequel to The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> Now that you're thinking of Bel Air, but <laughs> yeah, jokes on you, Jeff. Bel Air's not a oh, Bel Air's no. not a prequel. It's just a dramatic, it's just retelling. a dramatic reboot. Yeah. Um, oh, I hate that. But fresh, uh, it's available on Hulu. I do have some content warnings for you. Um, I think. What do I have? Uh, Ass eating, cannibalism. Cannibalism's the big Ooh. one, obviously. Um, it is a cannibal movie. Uh, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. I think there's some nudity. I don't remember exactly. Is there dong? Is uh, there dong? Sebastian's dong? I don't remember. It's implied. If the nothing Sebastian else. Stan. Implied dong is not full <laughs> implied dong. dong. <laughs> um, I don't think there's a whole lot else. Those are the big ones. Uh, there's suspense. There's um, kind of some stalkery behavior. Uh, there is, again, this uncomfortable, like, man-woman dynamic that, like, if you don't love that, uh, you might not love it here, but it is a movie mm. written and directed by women. It is told oh. from a much more understanding perspective of how these things usually go versus how men think they go. So. Right. Um, it's I I would say uh, better <laughs> in that regard. Uh, lots of gore, lots of blood. I think there might also be even more eye stuff. So just you know have that going in. Uh, other than that, yeah, fun movie. Um, can't wait to talk about it. Uh, where can we find everyone? Anyone? You can find me <laughs> <laughs> on Twitch and Twitter at Emma Panada. Um, I also run the podcast Twitter at Casual Horror Pod. Uh, if you want to be notified of when new episodes are coming out, or sometimes every once in a while, I'll tweet just a funny thing from there. Um, I'm also writing a TTRPG called All the Witches, and you can find more information about that and lots of cool art. Uh, one of which I just posted, even though. Once this episode comes out, it'll be a week from now. So uh, <laughs> just look back a week in that timeline and you'll find it. But uh, yeah, you can find that 
at all the witches underscore on Twitter. Um, because at all the witches is taken by a privated Taylor Swift fan account. <laughs> wow. That's so unfortunate. Wow. I didn't okay. know that. That's me. I'm so thrilled. You're about to drum up a bunch of followers for the Taylor Swift account by accident. <laughs> uh, Jeff, where can we find yeah. you? Wait, who's going? Jeff, <laughs> where can we find you? Can you can find me on Twitter at BubbleWubbaDab, and I'm not active enough anywhere else for it to matter. Nice. And Jeff, where can we find you? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Fine, if Jeff doesn't want to say, I'll say where I'm at. You can find me as BubbaDabad, B-U-B-B-A-D-A-B-A-D, on Twitch, Twitter, and Insta. If you follow Instagram, then you can see the wife posting that visited Twitter once and everyone's like, look at all this art that she's doing. And I'm like, that's not the point of the tweet. I had, what, four people retweet my Nina appreciation post because of her charcoal sketches in the picture. <laughs> and I, I, I won't lie. It was a little uncomfortable. There That's are certain hilarious. friends who did it where I'm like, I don't mind that you did that. I understand. But then there were accounts that I've never interacted with. I don't know who they are. They don't follow me. They don't follow Nina. Yikes. Mm. And that was weird. <laughs> yeah. that was I saw who weird. they were connected to. Like I could tell which of my friends they leapfrogged to me from. Sure. But that was weird. Did I retweet your tweet? I don't know. Um, oh, I didn't. I was respectful. Thank you. Look at you. Anyway. Um, but Jeff, where can we find you? Yeah, thanks for asking. Wow. Uh, you can find... <laughs> Jeff, for the love of God, do you mind letting Nina talk? You've introed yourself like three times now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can find me, Nina, uh, at Nina Wolverina on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh I, if you're looking on Twitch, I'm mostly on Emma's channel, actually. Uh, I play various characters in various games, mostly just Ignacio in the Ravenloft game Sunday nights. Um, but up, 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 what else? Oh, I wrote a book. Yeah, I did that. Uh, you can find the link to that in my Twitter bio. Uh, it's about death gods and criminal prophets, and I've been told it's good. Someone at a coffee shop today lost their actual mind when they found out that I was the person who wrote it. And they asked for oh a yeah, wait. What what's the story? Hold on, I want to hear uh, the story. Yeah, well, someone yeah, was in the coffee shop and they found out that Nina wrote it and they freaked out. Someone I never met before was standing in line and they started talking about how good the book was and talking to their friends about how good the book was and then they started talking to me about how good the book was and they were like, <laughs> "It was so good. I've been telling all my friends to read it. I just want more. I'm sad that it's over." And I said. Well, I'm working on another one. And she looked like she'd just seen God. It was... Oh, my God. So had she come to the coffee shop before and bought a copy when you weren't and there? And I wasn't there. Yeah. Oh. She's from Pittsburgh, so she was only in, like, every once in a while. And she like That's she's so like, can cool. I get a picture with you? And she was, like, <laughs> telling me the things that she liked about it. And she's like, next time I come up from Pittsburgh, I'm bringing my book on the off chance that you'll be here again. And I'm like, oh. That's so sweet. It was literally oh God. haven't stopped thinking about it. But yeah, if you want to experience the joy that this person ex apparently experienced when they read my book, uh, you can find it on my Twitter. Uh, thanks a bunch. Get wrecked, kid. I already have an autographed copy. <laughs> hey, yo. Air horn, air horn, air horn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us, everybody. We really appreciate it. 
Have a great rest of your two weeks until we see you again. Ghost noise, ghost um, noise, ghost noise. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs>